And three, two, one. It is Elijah Bailey here, the master of podcasting, and my faithful fellow host who's also master's co-hosting. Yes, I'm a master <laughs> at co-hosting. If anybody ever need a co-host, you cannot find me. No, I, I will get you. Because I'm too busy cleaning up the bathrooms, apparently. Yeah. Oh, you know what I want to do? Because I'm the janitor <laughs> who just comes in here. Every, Every now, now and, and then to act like Richard. To act well, like Richard. What we'll do sometime in the show or after. It, it, hold on, hold on. I just got <laughs> to get this off my chest, okay? It's September 16th, right? 17th. 17th. So you're already going to be like, oh, all right, okay, I'm not going to be <laughs> so, No, but I, I do plan on making, finally making a parent sound. Yeah. There. Before we get started, I want to play uh, the uh, the voicemail that the OKC podcast left me. They actually left you. Yeah, they left me a voice. You want to hear it? It's recording. Elijah Bailey is not here right now. Did it pick it up pretty well? Uh, or no? I might actually just plug your phone into the to this mixer to have it play better. And after we're done, yeah. All right, yeah. But, so, uh, wow. Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> they think I'm a liar and you're not a real person. Now I just want to just like prove them wrong. No, no. I just you just want to stay in the in the in the, <laughs> in the shadows and be like, "Where's Richard? <laughs> Richard Richard was here tonight. You guys just didn't see him." <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, those lovely. I mean, that, that's just the love of the pod, of the OKC yeah. podcasting family right there. Hashtag OKC podcast. I mean. That, that that's 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 a beautiful thing, and Emily made it out to this past week. Yes, yeah, she did. She was the only one to represent this weekend. Stone and or like two weekends ago, Stone yeah, and right. Jeremy Stone were recording. recording, and then I didn't have my phone. And I was I had actually out of town. Business. You were out of you were out of town listening to Shaka Khan and mm-hmm. Frankie Beverly. Oh, Frankie Beverly! Uh, but we have two exciting guests. As, as exciting as that is to get called out and called a liar, and Richard's not a real person by the OKC podcast community. We have guests here today. Um, that will change your life, and they actually have a commercial they're going to do <laughs> to be put on this show. <laughs> uh, with that being said, let's get started with The Elijah Bailey Show. Physical strength is no substitute for perception, for perception is the key which unlocks the intangible power of the spirit. You perceive nothing. And we're back. Richard's laughing because I pulled out a, a smaller yet still pretty big dry erase board. It looked like you just like literally pulled it out of your ass. I've, I've been watching a lot of Carrot Top. This is my favorite comedian. So is uh, he really? Uh, anyway, there. I say old Carrot Top was okay. Gallagher. Gallagher killed. Him. Gallagher was my favorite. Okay. So, uh, but there's a couple of things I want to hit. Again, we want to make this. So are there like multiple Carrot Tops? No, there's one Carrot Top. Oh, okay. I said Gallagher. That's another comedian. He smashed the watermelons. Oh. Dave Chappelle made fun of him on the Dave Chappelle show. Interesting. <sighs> this is why this is why people Degress stop. of the show. <laughs> stop listening. So uh, things I want to submit into the show. I always want to give shout outs. We gave a shout out to the OKC podcast community. Um, also, our podcast smarter group, uh, the Black Nerd Squad. They always support us. And then also the extraordinary journey of a black nerd. Thank you guys for supporting the show. Uh, go find them on Facebook. Uh, support their groups. They always have current uh, pop culture events up all the time. And they're a very active communities. 
Um, also, the podcast of the week this week is The Smartest Man in the World with Greg Proots. Wonderful comedian. Uh, hits a lot of social and political topics, but makes it funny and interesting and challenges your your knowledge. Uh, because I know I feel like an idiot whenever I listen to the podcast. <laughs> uh, Cosplay of the Week goes out to Mr. Leo Zombie. So you can find him on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Um, and he actually did that Spike Spiegel cosplay that I posted. I know you haven't seen it yet. Or you saw it? I actually did. It see was it. nice. Somebody's like, why is he wearing jeans? I was like, dude, it's not about it. Maybe it looked aesthetically better for him to wear jeans versus to make something out of Terry Claw. So uh, shout out to you. Also, uh, let's do this at the beginning. Because we kind of left it off last time, son of a bitch of the week. Did we leave it off last time? Episode thirty-eight. I thought we left it off. We oh, talked about. I, it with, I said your phone. Oh yeah, we did say my phone. Yeah. All right. So well, let's just do. We'll, cool. we'll save it for our guest today. We have <laughs> Mike and Aubrey Bayless with us in the uh, studio. This is the second time we've had them here. First time was for a little bit of anime, and this time for the the better of the two podcasts, the Elijah Bailey Show. Uh, how are you guys doing? Pretty good. Yep, pretty good. See, they and now they don't have to share a mic. I know. <laughs> yeah, <that's really> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is. I feel included. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they have. Well, actually, let's do this. Let's let's start off with some kind of structure. I've been having a good time with Richard, just shooting the shit the last couple episodes. Um, let's tell people how they should know you. Uh, what do you guys do? Well, always, I, always, I like that right there. I say, what do you guys do? And then Mike points to his wife and she takes control. <laughs> I know that feeling oh so well. <laughs> well, part of it is because this is my vision that <laughs> I just let him be included in. No, I'm just kidding. Right. I'm just kidding. So we have a video game development company called Psychometric Studios Interactive. And we are an indie game development studio. Awesome. And it's local here in Oklahoma. It is. So it is the biggest, most badass development uh, billion-dollar company here in Oklahoma, correct? Absolutely. Uh, In my mind, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I first met you guys through uh, Monica Robinson, who's my co-host or my fellow host on a little bit of anime. We really know who pulls the strings on that show. So, Um, (laughs) And we actually hung out at her house. We did watching. Right. Um, what was it? What were we watching? We were watching Key and Pill, yep. the racist yep. zombies, <laughs> <laughs> we did. And, a, and a couple other videos. <laughs> and then we uh, watched a couple clips of the Venture Brothers, and then right. kind of hung out in the house. And you guys got to experience this wonderful personality that people have been experiencing for over 39 episodes which is awesome (laughs) thank you (laughs) and we had a lovely conversation just a minute ago about our dogs and how they're assholes dogs and cats dogs and cats especially cats (laughs) you can't trust them no no you you really can't you can't you can't cannot they're they're bullshitters i mean they they shit clean but they they, you can't trust them it's gross why how do you know their shit's clean I you said like, they, they shit clean. Oh, okay. I thought you said their shit is clean, like you rummage through it. To make <laughs> I've sure. never rummaged through it. I, I feel like that'd be something I feel like that'd be something strange that you would do. No, I wouldn't do that one. I, I don't think I would go that far. You said you don't think, so uh-huh. you haven't done it yet. No. So it's not I mean, It's not rich, off the table. Exactly. It's, <laughs> it's not There's, completely off the table, yeah. I have to go with Michael <laughs> It's it's just, it's on the ledge. I mean, it's nothing that I'm like 
reaching for at this period. At this moment? No, no not at all. After your son isn't like influenced by everything you do, you'll probably do it. Uh, I see it still be on, on the, the edge, edge of the, the table. table. It might even fall off at that point. Got you. But you'll pick it back up. You'll it's like it. if Caden were to do it now, <laughs> then it might be like, dude, what? You know what? Come on, son. Don't do that. And Go to your room. And then you try it. Hmm. Now I understand. Maybe. Now I understand. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, you guys are married. Uh, right. I want to capture my audience's attention right now, and I want to give them a love story. So can you tell the audience how you met? Oh, dear. <laughs> you want to do it? Oh, I've got stories. Oh, man. <laughs> it's cringeworthy. <laughs> we actually met through some mutual friends who are actually also part of our studio um, at, let's see, it was at one of our sound person now it was at his house in high school okay. and mike was incredibly awkward and it was hilarious <laughs> and uh eventually he left his high school to come to my high school which uh. was creepy but it was, it was kind of sweet i guess and uh he's a man that knows what he wants <laughs> yes you, you're decisive you <laughs> go after that's, that's what exactly that's exactly what i saw yeah. <laughs> and then a couple years later we kind of started dating off and on and then we went to college and decided, hey, we can get money from the government if we get married. So let's do it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that sounds a little less, a little less nice than <laughs> it really was. But it wasn't that's, just. For that's the, the money. basic story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, basic love story. You know, you've seen this on Disney millions of times. <laughs> you know, they have the Stockholm syndrome stories, and now we have like the stalker, very committed. Uh, Lover story, I think. Yeah, Mike's like retracing. That's more like a lifetime, (laughs) lifetime special. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) but it captured Aubrey's eye, and here you guys are now. That's true. How many years later? Uh, A lot. There we go. Dating for like since we were sixteen, and now we're twenty nine. So it's too long. So you knew him like pre beard, or has he always had that beard? No, No, I knew him Uh, pre beard. The beard yeah. does look like it. You may have came out the womb with the beard. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, look, it looks that good. I actually sprouted off the beard. Oh, it was there oh, first. Oh. Got you. Wow, that's that's impressive. Yeah, that that, that makes sense. Though. That's impressive. Like I, I'm looking at the beard, and I can tell there's different, you know, brush strokes in that beard that tells you that you know, this ain't this ain't the first time around. It's like one of those geological surveys where they pull a core out of a mountain to see how old it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Count the rings on it. Count the rings on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So after uh, you guys got married, how? what was the transition to go towards uh, forming and founding Psychometric Studios? Mainly, we spent most of our time playing video games anyway. Yeah. And we have a lot of friends at various different you know, AAA title studios and stuff. And they were like, hey, you should you should do this. This is fun. So we kind of debated, you know, should we apply? Should we go try to work for a different studio? And then we decided, you know, screw it. There's nothing here really in Oklahoma. There's maybe like three other studios. So let's let's build something here. Let's do something here to where we can make what we want and we can have it the way we want and we can, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, really make it what we want to play. Nice. How, uh, how was it to hear from some of your friends that were already in the industry that they were encouraging you, you guys, to go ahead and, and build upon this and make it this uh, your career or make your dreams come true? Funny thing about that. 
We actually didn't meet a whole lot of people in the industry until I won a contest to mm. PAX East a couple years ago. Nice. And we we decided after I won the contest, I guess we better get badges and we better find a hotel and we're going to Boston, I guess. Yeah. And so, that, when they say badges, for some strange reason, I, I thought of Pokemon gym badges. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, wow. wow. Is that Brian how they do the whole? There. Is that how they do? Exactly. Okay, so the more you badges battle you have, you the triple A titles. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Continue yeah. though. So we ended up going, and we met some amazing people that became some of our greatest friends. And um, a friend of ours that we met during that contest actually ran the Mass Effect cast cosplay, where she nice. got the voice actors and face models from the game Mass Effect and had them do a panel. And that was actually the contest we won, was to go and hang out with them. So from there, it kind of blossomed, and our life has changed mm-hmm. a lot since then. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And, and you know, for some of our, our guests that don't know what PAX is, it's a, it's a three-day festival where it encompasses, I mean, a, a wide variety. I think everything now cosplay is kind of seeping into. It's not just for right. comic book. It's not just for anime. It's for gaming as well. And, I mean, if you have an opportunity to go, which uh, hopefully me and Richard have an opportunity, uh, because our guests today are so awesome, wink, wink, uh, to go and, and participate in PAX, <laughs> we'll get our badges. But, I mean, it's somewhere that you want to be because it's, it's uh, like you said, kind of a totally different experience. It is. And it right. propelled you guys to the next, well, not to the next level, but I, I'm, I'm guessing that you guys got a lot of inspiration and got to see, like, what this world was and, like, I need to be a part of this world. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And spoke to a lot of industry pros there um, with their, uh, learned a bit of the process about, you know, how an indie studio would start up mm-hmm. as it wanted to, you know, really get the, an idea of what we were in for. Yeah. And um, these, the one of the fellows, you headed up a uh, an actual thing in Boston specifically for indie studios. And he uh, gave us a lot of insight on how we should start our company. We've actually been employing um, one of those currently, um, the fail fast system. Right. Um, but yeah. So awesome. that was really helpful to go to PAX. See, and that's, that's kind of like, uh, <coughs> and I, I fucked up last episode <laughs> saying that we were, we missed, uh, uh, podcast movement last year. We missed it this year and we plan on going hopefully next year because it's but the I corrected same. you, didn't I? Yeah, you did, but you know, I I wanted to you know. Throw you want to just let everybody else know. You want to just yeah. bring up just the past, dude. That's where I live. Sometimes yeah, that's cool. Back in the uh, the times where samurai roamed the earth, you know, yeah. beating up people for money or for their king. But uh, I hope that we get to go next year just so we can meet some of uh, some of the top podcasts. I really wanted to go this year because Kevin Smith was a guest speaker, but they have like over a hundred or a thousand speakers over that whole weekend. And you actually get to use um, their studios. They have they have live booths. Yeah, you know, they have live coaches, so we can be better podcasters. So I can understand how uh, going there and meeting different people it would give you the insight that you need to be to, to go down the right path. Um, that being said, what are some of the hardest things uh, as a startup company that you guys have had to overcome since since Pax? When we first started, we tried to do everything, just the two of us, and that was an <laughs> epic fail. Yeah, and especially um, we both have full-time jobs, so trying to do that on nights and weekends, plus all of our other responsibilities with just two people, yeah. that was... It was awful. That was a nightmare. It was awful. <laughs> um, yeah, but now we have a team, so that's 
nowhere near as bad. So yeah. what made you want to hit that transitional period to where uh, you guys are just like, babe, this is just too much for us right now. Should we just F it or let's try to find help? Well, luckily, we have a lot of extremely, extremely talented friends. So we we were kind of looking at each other like, how are we going to make this work? You know, we want to get something out there. We want to, you know, we've already gone through the business process. We've already, you know, done all the legal stuff. We've already sunk some money into this. So we need to do something to, you know, get everything yeah. off the ground. So we enlisted the help of our friends. We kind of sent out a cry for help <laughs> saying, just, please, yeah. <laughs> please help us. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get that. I didn't get anything. I didn't like, know that you was yet. We met. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, yeah. I mean, we've had like a month. You still wouldn't have gotten. Like, oh, that guy is so nice, but don't, don't contact him. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> make Lies. Sure, make sure he does not see this post. <laughs> but hey, guys, I got this email. No, 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 no. That was a mistake. We're just running. That was, that was that's an error. The auto complete. <laughs> put in your email address, and I am sorry. Yeah, we're running some stuff by our lawyers, legal documents. You know, just don't, don't worry about it. It's above your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had the studio already, or we had the company already for about a year, and it was like, okay. you know, about a year in no tangible uh, product, maybe we need help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean, that's again, that's just basic. So. I feel like I'm killing this every week, but I love saying self-assessment. Now you look at it and be like, you know, we're trying to do all this stuff. It's not working out, uh, just the two of us. We need some help. And we've been in this over a year and nothing, nothing's progressing. So, what do we need to do now? And I mean, that's that's the, um, those are the the mindsets of people that are going to be successful in successful companies. Instead of saying, "Let's keep doing the same thing over and over and over again," we're not getting the results we want. But if we if we stay the course, and I mean, me and Richard did an episode on the black box. I think it was the last one, episode sixteen. You know, sorry, mom. You know, but yeah. I have to quit. Mm-hmm. You know, when to quit or when to change things up, and that you have to be able to look and be real with yourself about what's going on, especially if it's your dream and your passion. Absolutely. Right. I think I come in like every week, like Richard, we need to do this. We need to do that. And I know Richard's like, fuck dude, I'm not going to look at these show notes, but I mean, that <laughs> sounds good. That sounds like the episode is going to be really good. <laughs> I trust you. I trust you. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, let's do this. We're almost at uh, 20 minutes into the show. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll come right back and we'll have some more questions for you guys. Hey, this is Mike Stojic with the Make It A Double Podcast. We talk everything booze, spirits, history, mixology, and the people and stories that make it all great. You can find us on Facebooks. You can find us on the Instagrams. You can find us on the uh, the Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere, all the podcasting platforms. We're going to do it. This is Aubrey, Mike, and Monica with Psychometric Studios Interactive, an independent game development company where we make your cognitive wheels turn. Look for us on Facebook at Psychometric Studios, Twitter at PSI underscore LLC, and our website at psychometricstudios.com for teasers, trailers, info, and upcoming projects. The Elijah Bailey Show is sponsored by Blackened Studios, the podcasting studio that's so black you won't go back no it's it's, it's the the best podcasting studio in oklahoma 
uh, in my opinion, not because I'm having to pay Richard for this, but uh, <laughs> because I love the studio. You're not paying me. You're paying yeah. the studio. Yeah. Because yeah. even I pay the studio. That, exactly. That's that exactly true. why my show has the least amount of shows yeah. outright now. <laughs> yeah, because you have to pay for that shit. <laughs> I have to pay for uh, it. And I'm, it, I just, yeah. So <laughs> And this show is, <laughs> I, was like, I got hey, to use my money I wisely. Gotta, I got to do my serious voice. <laughs> Uh, this show is also sponsored by Bailey Martial Arts Institute. It's not pow. Mar- oh, there we go. It's not martial arts unless you see a pow over their face, like Batman sixty six. Hey, I felt you. I was, I was. Mm. You, you kind of died down after your pow. You're like, I'm just gonna say pow and then. Fuck I felt the like that's all that was needed. Uh, yeah, well, I mean that was a good call. Uh, so we're we're back with uh, Michael, the uh, the winged angel, Bayless. I only have one though. Oh, only one wing. There we go. Richard's only got one. I only got one wing. Yeah, too. there we go. Wing, one winged brothers, yes. and then Aubrey, the queen of mean Bayless. That's right. Do do the uh, the sexy voice. My sexy voice. There we go. <laughs> this is my instantly sexy turned voice. on. But yes, I, we're gonna have to separate you two. Uh, you on the sexy voice. Um, it's funny how the, they have like a little slight list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, sometimes it has to. That is the sexiest voice. It's the whiskey. <laughs> it's the whiskey, yes. Oh, man. So, I actually have a couple questions for you guys. Is yeah, that okay sure with you? Right. It's always okay with me, dude. Yeah, you know, that way I can drink a little bit I just want to, you know, ask before yeah, just being a Plow jerk in there? about it. Yeah, yeah dude, you know. Ask first. So, uh, you guys have a – it's in this – the studio is a, it's a video game studio, correct? Right. Yes. So you guys are, and like you mentioned earlier, you had went to PAX. So you guys are, and you have a wonderful Mega Man shirt on. Yeah, Thank you. It is nice. Yes. So I assume you guys love video games. We do. Uh, to a degree, yeah. It's been pretty much my entire life. So, yeah. so I'm going to ask like a couple of questions. Is that okay with you, Mr. Bailey? Dude. Elijah, yeah. sir, whatever yeah. they call you nowadays. They call me Mr. Bailey. No, yeah, it's, it's fine. So... Mike, you first, if you don't mind. Sure. So what was, before you created the studio, before you guys created the studio, what was one of your most fondest video game moments? Ooh. Um, and Aubrey, uh, prepare yourself because you're going to be asked the same yeah. thing. <laughs> now, Aubrey is not as big of a huge fan of um, this game, and, and it's going to sound weird, but we mentioned the one wing angel thing. It's like, well, Final Fantasy VII actually okay. beating that game. Mm. Uh, one of the first games that, I mean, it was a it was a game that got me into RPGs, period. Um, but everything before then was action platformer, you know, Mega Man, Sonic, um, maybe a little bit of Metroid and things oh, like yeah. that. Which, and Metroid is still one of my all-time favorites. Um, but uh, that was the one that really got me into RPGs, which is now like sort of my main my main go-to. Um, you know, that whole story, whether there was problems with it, um, but just actually getting through that, beating it, seeing the whole culmination of all these, you know, Pretty over a hundred hours into it, yeah. So that was that was crazy. That was um, I think I was still pretty young at that point, I don't know, <laughs> 11, 12. So um, it stuck for a while mm. afterwards. So yeah, you um, know what? And I, I, I knew there was a reason that you guys connected. I knew there was a reason because that was actually the game that got me into RPGs yeah. too. It took mm-hmm. me. It literally broke one of my Playstations because I just <laughs> left it running. Yeah, and then it broke it, and then I um, had to get a new PlayStation to finally beat the game. But yeah, see, it's funny because I wouldn't even looked at any kind of anime games if we never would have played together, like Dragon oh, Ball Dragon and Gundam. Is, yeah, yeah. So that kind of mm. set me down that path. So yeah, but the the, the story in but, that game was like because yes. I played a lot of platformer games and everything like that, mm-hmm. a couple of, like racing games back then. 
But the, that was the first game that just immersed like, me into the story. Yeah, and, and you I can't stop. Like, yeah. Like, who is this guy, Sephiroth? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> like, there's more story in this game than like every single game I had played before combined. Yeah, yeah so sec, yeah. it was I mean, the first thing it really had story and got me into stories in general because I didn't really care. It was all about action. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it really changed my outlook on games. So. I'll be your next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Okay, so video games. My first big experience with video games was playing with my older brother, Jeremy <laughs> Hodson, drummer for Lost Empires. little plug there. There we go. <laughs> and um, I was always player two to his player one. So you always. got to watch a lot. I got to watch a lot. So that was kind of my first real, like, you know, this is my bonding time with my yeah, big brother. Like yeah. So I started playing, and then eventually I started playing by myself and kind of building up on that. And then when I got older, probably what really... When you say older, uh, say for the consoles, like okay. uh, like uh, we were like Xbox-ish, Xbox-ish. Xbox. <laughs> yeah, PlayStation 2 I'm the one that's drinking, dude. Uh, well, let's see. When I was younger, it was NES and Super Nintendo okay. and Sega Genesis. Okay. And then when I started playing on my own, it was... In 64 with okay. Legend of Zelda. Mm. And then mm. I moved from there to the PlayStation, and I played Final Fantasy VIII, which was awesome. That was probably my first Final Fantasy, actually, which is why I couldn't quite get into seven and, like yeah. <laughs> but, everybody yeah. else. That's kind of tick. Like, That's one that squall in it, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 The whiny kid, yeah. Yeah, with a little mm-hmm. gun blade. Yeah. And I think whichever one you start at, that's always going to be your favorite. It's going to be up there on your list of favorites. Because I've I've talked to some kids like, man, Final Fantasy uh, 13 is the best one. I don't know why you... But, I mean, growing up now, they don't want to play older games anyway. They don't see the... Right. The Not until bits. they get that HD remaster. Yeah. Well, that was yeah. so weird. Is I went back and I played Final Fantasy 1 after all. I went back and tried to play all the others. Yeah, and 1 figured, is now one of my favorites. Yeah. I don't know, maybe something about this new generation of them dang kids. Damn kick, <laughs> damn whippersnappers. Get off my yard! <laughs> so, um, so let me got, let me ask you guys this. So once you guys transitioned from, uh, I guess, growing up playing video games and now having your own video game studio, did the style of games that you guys play or how you guys look at games completely change to the point where – I mean, in, Aubrey, you go first this time. So h- how did that kind of play in, into it? Like, now you have your own studio, so. It changed a lot because now I can look at some of my favorite games, like, for instance, Mass Effect and Dragon Age are some of yeah. my favorite uh. games right now. And I can look at some of the stuff and be like, you know, this is done really well, but I wonder if I can improve that. Mm. I wonder if I can change this. I wonder how hard it would be to do this instead of this. So that's definitely changed a lot of the way that I look at games, but it also gives me a new appreciation for the way that games are made. Yeah, how much hours and time. Exactly, how difficult it is to actually implement these things that we want. And sometimes, even if you really, really want a feature, it's just not going to happen. So I can see both sides of it now of, you know, I would love to improve this, but also... I can see how that's not quite possible. possible. Mike, and I'm going to add like a little hint mm-hmm. of uh, cinnamon to your question. <laughs> oh, okay. Just because it was something <laughs> I thought of when you when you were talking about yours. 
Um, so kind of same thing I already asked, you know, going from casual gamer to this is my prof- my profession now and having a studio, mm-hmm. how did it change for you? Let me just get that question out the first. How did it change for me? Um, a lot of it came down from my going into a programming track, learning how to do programming and stuff. And even back then, games started to change for me, looking at, like, well, how did they implement this? And looking at any game, even just, like, a cut scene, it's like, okay, now I see this transition going in here. Where's that always planned? Um, Now it comes down to a studio actually, you know, going to make games. Every Even things from, like, UI design. Looking at UI design, um, part of my I do as a freelance graphic designer as well, which is kind of taking a back seat with all of this. But um, trying to think, okay, now what was their thought process behind this? And it gets to the point now, It's it, I have to keep myself on track whenever we're playing a game. Like, okay, focus on the actual game. Mm, yeah. Like trying to look at, you know, trying to look at the forest for the trees, trying to look at all the little individual details that need to step back. I'm trying to relax here. And just trying yeah. to enjoy some games. Just trying now, to enjoy now, a now game. I'm working. I'm working. <laughs> and I'm not getting paid for this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is just my own so, opinions. <laughs> but I mean, I think that happens, though, when you start getting into it. Because even listening to other podcasts, I'm like, oh man, they should have made that cut a little bit cleaner. They should have did this. And I mm-hmm. think that's you just it becomes your world and you do have to tell yourself enjoy because you're working so hard at, at producing something of quality. Yep. And I've heard that in like many instances. I say someone starts drumming and I have a drum set, I've started drumming, but I'm still so super novice with that. Um, but you know, they say whenever you get really good at it, you'll be listening to music, and all you're doing is sitting there listening, trying to you know figure out you know what what exact patterns they're doing, what's going on in the background, and you're not sitting there actually enjoying the music. Yeah. Well, he kind of so. answered my the little pitch of cinnamon too, because that's what I was going to ask. Like, so when you play video games now, well, let me ask you. I'm going to ask anyway. When you play, when you guys play video games right now. What mm-hmm. are some of like the key, like the the top thing that you just can't help but to realize now in video games. Is it more of the storytelling? Is it more of the voice acting? Is it more of the graphics? Is it more of the controls? Like, like what's one of your top things that almost every game you didn't touch on ever since you guys have dabbled into this new world? You're just like, crap, crap, they messed up. Shit. <laughs> For me, it's definitely character movements and character development. Like the story of the character the and also how they're just and moving. also how they're moving in the environment. Yeah, mm. a lot of a lot of animation for you. I noticed that um, in our casual game playing. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, when you say that, you guys just sitting on the couch and like something happens. She's like, "That does not ob- obey by the law of game <laughs> physics." Exactly. She gets really into it. Exactly. Like if I am yeah. jumping, there's no reason I should fly backwards. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. one of my yeah. pet peeves. A lot of physics <laughs> and the way people interact with the world. Um, I know with me, it's there's a lot of like it comes whenever you first start up a game. Um, I notice like almost every scene. time. Um, not even just that, like getting into the game, how they handle teaching the the player the environment. So it's yeah. a tutorial yeah. part. Yeah, yeah. The tutorial. And you know, for something like I mentioned Pokemon earlier, it's like Pokemon Go. There's like no tutorial. Like, you don't really know what you're it's doing. Very true. And that's led led <laughs> to people. You know, hordes of people coming up with theories on how features work. It's like that's not how it should be at all. Yeah. But neither should I. You know, I'm sitting there playing a game and it's just spoon feeding you tutorial and saying spoon feeding is more like drinking from a fire hose just launching <laughs> tutorial in your face and there was a, a youtube show saw always back it was like sequelitis i think is what it was called and they're talking about mega man x bring back the mega man um now just the mere level design of the first level 
entirely from level design teaches you everything you need to know from the game and like level design and start menu just like those few things you learn everything so it's like pick up on things like that and you know, since it's one of those deals like first impression is going to be what, yeah. what lasts yeah, yeah. yeah. there you know, has to be a healthy balance of tutorial right. and not tutorial yeah if you think when you guys are thinking about uh what's your design do you ever think like is this going to be i mean from the sounds of it i think you guys do but is this going to be too hard for whatever our demographic is to understand because it seems like like just like mike was saying some people don't and that's why they just blast you like make sure to blink your eyes in between and right. make sure to take a rest and make sure to do this and then you have 17 buttons on this controller or you have six buttons on this and they just keep giving you all this information mm-hmm. that's not needed and you can't wait to pass it yeah and then you have the option to skip yeah. tutorials <laughs> like well now i don't want to skip everything i'll miss something yeah so. it's just this stupid part is what i want to skip yeah so what are you thinking about? Um, I'm I'm currently playing a game, and I was trying to think of its tutorial or lack of tutorial. I know yesterday uh, we talked about this earlier. I played uh, Titanfall for the first time. How is it? Uh, it's all right. I didn't play that long. I just got uh, – we were talking about dogs and how they annoy me. My wife was in the <laughs> game room. I, I finally let her in. And uh, <laughs> so the dogs were kind of playing with, with her and brushing past me. But I just got to the point where I was like – I don't know. I think it was like, I don't know how long this happiness is going to last. And the tutorial is pretty easy. So I just kind of was skipping through all of it Mm -hmm. and then got right into the game. It's, it's, you know, pretty much self explanatory when you get in there because it's another shooter uh, and it it has a feel almost like Halo, except for you can jump to a mech. And it reminded me of going to Tokyo and Tulsa when we went to that mech booth. Oh, yeah. And uh, was it you, me, and Josh got in there and I don't, we don't know who won. But I was like, I I know I lost. I actually didn't do too well. I th- I got a couple because I don't I don't know the whole what the day score sucked. was. At. But anyways, but I was just like I don't think I really needed a tutorial for this. I mean, grenades, right bumper, uh, reload X, shoot right trigger, same as any other basic shooter. So I mean, it's, it's basic enough. But if I was new, would I need this? And I was like, you know, fuck that. So how do you guys so. feel about the games that constantly like during the loading screens they constantly show you the controller? Like all the control buttons and everything like that, and that, and now I think about it, that was a tutorial for the game I'm currently playing now. Like there was no intro tutorial. I didn't know what things I was picking up. All I knew I was just hacking and slashing. Yeah. But they always show you the controller on every loaded screen. <laughs> I, I see value behind it, but I'm so ADD. And there was a loading screen. I'm not paying attention at all. Yeah, yeah. I kind um, of like the games that where you can switch it to where you can either have the controller that shows the buttons. And everything, what your movements do, or where it gives like actual p- bullet information. points. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was trying to think. Was it? Yeah, was it, talking about, yeah. Was it Bayonetta where you could actually like practice combos and stuff during a loading? Screen? I know one of I the Assassin's so. Creeds were so. like that, weren't they, Mister Bailey? Uh, one of the Assassin's Creed during like the lo- loading when you're like in that weird. Cloud they, they, thing. They, yeah, they, cloud they, thing. They, they, I know you're just walking and you can run, yeah, but can you? That's all you, you can, can do. You can you can run and you can jump and and like crouch. But other than that, it'll, sometimes I'll have tips on there. I think sometimes it doesn't. It just, I mean, after so many games, like they're on the seventh one, they just let you run, and you can never run to anything. It's just like an endless yeah. void of nothing that you're running towards. And then it, it kinda, just makes you feel like you're doing something yeah. while you're waiting. Yeah, getting <laughs> stuff done. I, th- <laughs> I think my favorite loading screen was. Uh, the old Dragon Ball 
uh, the very first one that came out, uh, Tenkaichi. Is that the one that had like a... You could roll the, the analog sticks and it start to fill up the, the the deal on the side, the meter on the side. I faintly remember that. I mean, that was just enough to keep me entertained because the rest of the screen was black, <laughs> but it wasn't... I mean, again, the controls were basic. We've been playing Tekken and everything for so many years, it's easy to kind of get yeah. into. There was... Um, uh, speaking of Tekken, back in the old, I think in the first game, loading screens that <clears throat> Namco had, I think it was Galaga, you could play while the game was loading. Uh, mm-hmm. That would be cool. And that, that was really cool. And they actually have a patent for that. And they have like not had that since oh, man. then. And they just like keep their hogging Didn't they the do patent. that on one of the Ridge Racer games where yeah. you could play Pac-Man? Yeah, it was. No, that's the same company. I mean, they just. That's pretty yeah. cool. That was so cool. Yeah. And, they, and I love Galaga so much. It's really hard for me to sit there and play Tekken. I love Tekken Yeah, too. you're just like, oh. I was like, uh, oh. Where's the loading screen yeah. at? <laughs> it's done loading, but I'm not done shooting stuff. So that's cool. Uh, let's do this. I'll take another commercial break real quick. Uh, my wife just called me. I was going to have her as a special guest, but I don't know what she will say. So we'll be right back. <laughs> This is Richard Taplin, host of Black and Studios, The Black Box. Join myself and Elijah Bailey as we discover new ways to self-improve ourselves. Also, we interview podcasters and local entrepreneurs. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Black and Studios. And also come to our website, blackandstudios.com. You can find all the podcasts that record here. And remember, it's Blackin'. Coming to you from a little bit of anime, this is Monica Robinson. And Elijah Bailey. The podcast that walks the line. It's detailed enough for some hardcore fans, but we also keep it simple for the casual new anime viewer also. To listen to our podcast or to find out more about us, our show, or to contact us, go to our official Facebook page, A Little Bit of Anime. To find us on Twitter or Instagram, go to Bitto Anime. And to find anything about us, go to www.blackandstudios.com, where you can click on our link and have access to all our shows. And we're back. The Elijah Bailey Show is sponsored by Bailey Lifestyle and Fitness. It's not fitness unless it's Bailey Fitness. Man, I should probably change that to Bayless Fitness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm then... all about fitness burger in my mouth. <laughs> 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 so we're back with uh, Michael and Aubrey. Uh, as you heard before, uh, just great conversation. Richard had some pretty pivotal questions he was asking about gaming. And really, he the last question he asked was the one that he wanted about his load-up screen. Uh, what game are you playing? What game is that that you're playing? <laughs> uh, I'm currently playing uh, Gundam Breaker 3. Okay, that's the that's the one that you got that you... It's the import, but yeah. what's so cool is this, everything's in English. Now, they have a, had an English version of it. Nice. They're not talking English. Still a Japan game, but yeah, everything fine. is in English now. So finally I can so like, the understand buttons cool. the buttons, the subtitles, you, you the different... Just... Uh, pieces because it's a it's face is based is based off of gunplay so like yeah. action models so it feels cool to actually know what type of model you're putting on your Gundam yeah and it instead was... of just like guessing like okay that symbol looks kind of <laughs> like this symbol so it must be a Gundam I don't know which Gundam it is okay yeah. I got you because I was gonna say I would think after all these years you would have tried to at least learn a little bit since you especially you love Gundam games. And you always have imports. It's not too lazy, dude. No, it is lazy. Cause that what must it is. be a constant struggle, though, to want like the perfect Gundam. Welcome and then... to my world. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't complain oh, about it. It's, 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 it's a crazy struggle. Because I'm so lazy that I don't, I don't feel like giving the effort to, to learn. To, oh, to I just, learn. Yeah, I, I, or I complain. Nope. Yeah, you're just like, eh, I'm like, eh, well. Fire territory. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Do you had any? Did you have any more questions? Because I know we kind of took like a break real quick. Mm-hmm. No, no, that that was actually about all I had on their personal gaming habits and everything. I was just gonna just segue with you with the whole actual company portion and what their mission is. That what you're gonna go on? <laughs> yes, yes, I was. That's what I was gonna ask. Like, what is you you guys' company mission statement? What is what are you trying to bring to all the boys and girls of the world? Uh, in in gaming and everything in between, exactly. You gotta be politically yeah. correct. Oh, <laughs> fuck politically. Which correct. you know, our studio is actually mostly women and minorities. So, perfect. <laughs> cool. I'm not sure it's mostly. We have well, out of a team of about twenty, we have six men. It, it, that is true. <laughs> that is so. True. It's about seventy five percent women, and they're all awesome. Our whole team is awesome. Everybody. Cool. Yes. So. All yep. women are awesome. Yep. Lots of. Lots of diversity in our company, which has been so much fun. We've had so much fun in our company. Um, But our company tagline or our motto that we like to say is make your cognitive wheels turn. Mm -hmm. And that's just, you know, we want to make games that make you think, that engage you, that get you interested in what we're doing, that maybe, you know, even if our game is just total absurdity and you're just Mm -hmm. like, this is pure insanity what is this you're still having fun and you're still thinking about it so that's really our our big you know company mission is we want you to think awesome Mm -hmm. how many like when you started to build this idea around making your cognitive wills turn and and thinking and actually immersing an individual into your world did you guys research other companies and see what their model was or did you just say this is what i've seen and this is what I want to make, so we want to make sure that we're standing out. A little bit of the former, a little bit of the latter. <laughs> a little a. bit a of little both, <laughs> exactly. Um, I also have a master's degree in psychology. So you that... Just, just got to throw that out there. <laughs> well, that, that informs a lot of the way that I think about things and the way that I play games and the way that I know other people play games and the way they think about games. So yeah. it just, it definitely has a lot of influence on what I do, (laughs) obviously. And I think that more people, I think some of the stuff I see now, because I don't know what was going on, but I was just looking at different companies. um, They they were like, we're hiring for this and that. And they said, you have to have this degree and this degree and this degree. And and none of them really spoke to um, outside the requirements of, you know, what is your specialty as an individual? What drew you into games? It's just like, you have to have this degree because we need this marketing consultant or this manager or we need this person. You have to have five years of experience with with graphic design Mm -hmm. or two years of experience and, or you could have, you know, done some internship at this place and we'll accept that. I don't really see the, the value of the person versus what they've learned because learning and applying something are two different things. And, like you guys, if you have a passion mm-hmm. for it, you guys can apply. Right. So, you guys see that commonly? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've seen with a lot of not just game studios, but any industry. Yeah. You know, they want you to have all this experience right out of you know college. <laughs> yeah. and it's like, well, mm-hmm. where are you supposed to get this experience? Yeah. Out of your ass. <laughs> so I bent over and just pulled it right out of my exactly. ass. Like, Here I go. It's fun is that whenever you go to an internship, like, well, we want more experience for this internship. It's like this is an internship. Yeah. You're supposed to get it. Well, you can get it through volunteering. And like, the volunteering right. There's so many hoops yeah. that people want you to jump through, and so. Part of our company model is, you know, the degree isn't necessarily so important to us as Mm -hmm. much as your passion and your willingness to learn. 
So yeah. if you have the passion and you have the willingness to learn, you know, we'll be there to help you. We'll be there to, you know, do what we can to get you where you want to be. And if you end up not wanting to be with us anymore, that's fine too. You know, take yeah. your experience, use it elsewhere. Yeah. And just take that knife and shove it right there. <laughs> <laughs> have y'all have y'all had, have y'all had to um, oh, yes. go separate ways with someone? Yeah, not yet. No, uh, not yet. And I, I don't see that happening anytime too soon. Yes. Exactly. Knock on wood. <laughs> and that's perfect because, as Richard can tell you, I'm always willing to learn, and I'm, I'm putting this out in the air right now. <laughs> I'm very passionate about anything you guys are passionate about. <laughs> like I just need a job. But I mean, that, that is that is cool that you're you're willing to. And I mean, it's so funny because Richard gives us opportunities to improve our show. And then to be editors or producers, once we've reached a certain stage, we, you know, have to meet him late night, one <laughs> night, and, and do whatever he asks. But, I mean, but he does that. It's called a ritual. <laughs> and, you and get I, it? <laughs> yeah, Rich. ritual. Yeah. And I do, that Sorry. With, <laughs> I do that with my students. Like, if you don't have the funds to pay right now, and, and this is something you're serious about, come up and we can figure the rest of the stuff out later because you never know what that person might need or what, what they can actually do. Until you, you know, kind of take a chance on them, if you will. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, that's that's awesome. I, I don't. <laughs> Richard's, still, <laughs> Richard's still laughing over here. Uh, ritual. How many more people have you had do that? Ritual? No, no, that's not. It's, it's funny. I'm, I'm probably going. I'm going to tell you. You're going to tell me later. <laughs> no, I'll tell you right. This, it's, it's it's funny segue. It's not even a segue. It's just something happened. Uh, so De- DeAndre, my wife, she's at home and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And she just sent me a text message saying, uh, "I think the spires are trying to gang up on me." And um, I, I immediately thought to myself, just like like a, like a car pulling up in front of the house. <laughs> it's, a car, it's the spiders getting out <laughs> with like bagging, baggy pants. Sorry. I'm sorry. That's so, this, I'm is, sorry. this is the world this, I this, live this in. This is what I have to deal with on a daily basis. This uh, is, no, there's not a cure. There's not a cure. Uh, I think this is the cure right here. It doesn't work. I, actually, I'm, I'm actually on the phase. I'm, I'm not drinking oh, for dude. a while. So. I, need a, I need a new janitor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need a new janitor to come in. But anyways. But, yeah, but um, I mean, I just think that's very commendable. Um, is there anything else that you would like to uh, tell about your story? Is how how Psychometric Interactive built itself up from picked itself up by the bootstraps, grew a beard, and have lo- had <laughs> dyed its hair lovely pink? Is that just pink in there? Is that pink or it was purple, purple? and it faded to this perfect shade of lightning pink. Lightning pink. <laughs> lightning <laughs> pink. I think that would scare me. <laughs> oh, it's, it's lightning pink out here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's just Aubrey. Yeah, seriously. It's just me. <laughs> but is there any anything else that you can? This, what, what are you guys' roles? Oh, dude, at the studio. Oh, yeah, we didn't, we didn't mention that. Boss. Well, we are both co-owners mm. of the company, and I am the creative director. And I am design lead, development lead, and <laughs> testing lead. All the programming side, yeah, <laughs> all that fun stuff, and, and it's kind of hard. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm actually a software testing engineer um, in my day to day. So I was like, one of those things learning is that it is actually very difficult to test your own stuff mm-hmm. because uh, you you wrote it, you know how it's, oh well, you can just get around this by doing that. You're not supposed to get around it. You're supposed to solve the problem. <laughs> yeah. if there's a problem. No more bugs. So <laughs> yeah, it's a testing lead, but everyone on our team is a tester. Um, so uh, it's more just organizing the whole 
the whole deal. Just a lot of management stuff at this point, but yeah, getting into the actual uh, development of it of stuff. Um, I currently have three developers, so it's pretty easy. Just three and one or two in training. Yeah, so. yeah. Currently, three working on the actual development, including myself. So, yep, that's basically <laughs> and I, I do a lot of uh, the housekeeping stuff too or like organizing all of our tools um, getting people added on to say Trello or anything like that um, got all that set up and, and just general so you're like that guy yeah yeah like, like almost uh, IT. This, this, this isn't working right <laughs> call Mike alright I'll, I'll just call yeah, Mike I'll just call I, Mike I can envision like them waking up in the morning and Mike gets out of bed and walks over and Aubrey just looks at him he turns around and he's like I'm that guy. She's like that. <laughs> and she's like, and she's like, that's while while stroking the beard. That's right. I'm that guy. <laughs> the, the beard stroke is very important. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I actually end up doing a lot of keeping everybody on track. <laughs> right. I'm kind of the company the mom, essentially. <laughs> that's cool. Yep. What uh, <laughs> what what actual um, jobs do you have to hire out for? We have on our team that we have contracted of our lovely friends to come help us. We have sound engineers, we have writers, we have um, a few, we have one animator, we're looking for more. <laughs> um, we've got, let's see, the programmers, we've got artists, which is one of our biggest yeah. Yeah, things that we have to have. You have to have Mm -hmm. artists, right? Definitely. (laughs) So those are. I can draw the hell out of a stick figure. (laughs) (laughs) Stick figure with the beard. Stick figure with the gun. I mean, I think I cover all the bases. Whatever we need, you've got it. Right. And and then if if you can draw on like little extra bits like hair to make sure that you know you're differentiating between stick figures. Do you do you want like Charlie Brown hair or Homer Simpson? Because I mean, I've I've practiced. Like, he does have a yeah. mean Homer Simpson there, here. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what tips could you give somebody that somebody else that's trying to start up their own? Um, I don't, I, just start up their own company. Let's start with that one. I would say uh, make sure that um, you're committed to this because there's a lot of work, and yeah. if you're going to go the legal route, you know, not just saying, "Oh, I've just got this project I'm working on; it's just my name." If you're going to go that route, there's there's help out there. Like we use LegalZoom, and it mm-hmm. uh, they solved all of those issues just Yay, fine. LegalZoom, yeah. yeah. The show is also sponsored by LegalZoom. You <laughs> <laughs> could use a sponsorship from. Oh, um, LegalZoom, and also great customer service. Get yourself a good accountant. Yes, <laughs> yes, and also um, to talk to people who have done it. Um, you know, learn all sorts of things. Like we learned about the fail fast thing. You get a new team. Start uh, putting together fail fast, yeah, and that's the f- that's the phrase they use. We use something different in ours. They call them quick shots because they I fail don't fast. like failing. Yeah, <laughs> fail fast. That's <laughs> gonna fail, you know. Some, put out something like you know a Flappy Bird level yeah. game, right? It's, Just something quick to see how your team works together and to mm-hmm. make sure that you're going to be a good fit for each other. It's like a test gotcha. run, right? Yeah. A test run, something that you can do quick, something that you know is going to be simple, and you yeah. may or may not make money at. And, yeah. and we lucked out with having good friends who are reliable. Um, uh, now, if we haven't had this issue, but I can see how it could potentially be an issue if you were to like have friends come on. Oh, I just got you got your job because you're a friend. It's like, well, can they actually do anything? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not been an issue for us, and we have a team of near like about twenty, and it's like that's very 
very handy that we already knew that these people were skilled and talented and they had all of these things that they could Again, could a contribute. lot of these were people we made connections with at conventions. Yeah, so. right, actually like <laughs> three quarters, right? maybe more. <laughs> That's cool, though. That's but, real yeah, cool. So um, if you're going to have friends, you know, it helps that they are super talented and you're not just like, hey, can you give me a job? It's like... Yeah, I'm not. This is there's nothing. This thing you realize, like, oh wait, you just said that like a little while ago. It's like, no, this isn't. This is not an underhanded, passive aggressive thing. All right, not folks, a passive aggressive. You, thing. you heard it here, folks. I'm, I'm unemployed. Me, my wife, and the dogs are living out on the streets. Um, it's all Michael's don't, fault. Don't 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 feel bad. That was, that was I, so. I can funny. fight my way. That was so funny. That was so okay. Can, I can, I saw in his face. He really he was like, ooh, oh, uh, yeah, open mouth and. I mean, I mean, but, we could uh, use a janitor too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's one thing um, I've heard about, and more pass that nugget of information along. So I, I, it's not so much that I want a job. I just want you guys to make me look famous. <laughs> <laughs> we, might, we might need a game out or two first before we can what make you look famous. What is with people asking us to make them look? Famous? I don't know. It's, it is my favorite <laughs> phrase in the world. Because it means you ain't about make shit. <laughs> so you don't want to be famous. You want to make you, you look, famous. look famous. A whore right. looks famous before she's used. This so. is reminding me back of your uh, animation. I know, I know. Uh, I had to bring it up. Run up to them in Walmart and ask for their autograph. That's actually happened before. Wow. Um, yeah, no, by it was, a friend. It was a friend who was trying to embarrass me. Oh, okay, gotcha. It was, he apparently does it to everyone. We but, were oh, out of state. Oh, can I get your autograph? And then people are looking around like, what the? Who are these guys? His we beard were... is nice, though. Yeah. Maybe, true. Yeah. And you just go along with it. And maybe he's part of that Captain Morgan's <laughs> commercial. Uh, how many, uh, this is the last question before we kind of get out. Um, how many conventions do you guys go to yearly? Hmm. Uh, it Five? varies. Per year, which we're actually going to be doing the Tulsa Expo Gaming Festival nice. at the end of September this year. Uh, we're also going to be at Dragon Con, not as guests, just as, just and that's as fans, attendees. As attendees, yeah. uh, which is Labor Day weekend. And then the next one, let's see, we'll probably be wandering around at uh, Tulsa Comic Con. And then we'll be at PAX South in January in San Antonio. Nice. And that's at the end yeah. of January, isn't it? It is. That's what I thought. Yep. Yeah. So all I, lovely. all I have to do is find a skill before then, and I could <laughs> tag along. I can carry your bags. I can shine your podcast <laughs> host. There we go. Look at that. You've done 100% of the podcast. I, I did. I did it, honey. I did it. I've got a job. Um, uh, where can people find you? Uh, on the and follow uh, interweb and stay tuned. You can find us on our website, which is psychometricstudios.com. You can mm-hmm. find us on Facebook, which is Facebook slash Psychometric Studios. And you can find us on Twitter at PSI underscore LLC. Yep. Awesome. Guys, make sure to tune in and stay tuned into what Mike and Aubrey are doing because they're doing great things. Uh, otherwise, I wouldn't have had them on the show. Not everybody gets to come on the show, especially even people that promise me jobs. They don't get to just come on the show. <laughs> but, I mean, they're, they're two great people. They have passion. You heard what they were talking about. And they actually give people a chance who are passionate about anything in the gaming industry to, to kind of prove themselves, I guess uh, is what I'm trying to say. But make sure to, to stay tuned in on what they're doing. Um, also, Richard, where can people find you? 
You can go to the website, blackinstudios.com. The gates of hell. The gates of hell where you find Richard One Wing. Uh, You can find all the podcasts, including Black and Studios, The Black Box. You can also go to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Black and Studios. And yes, Elijah, I always look at the damn banner. I know. I just wanted to look because you had your eyes closed there for you, like making love to the mic. (laughs) And you can definitely feel free to give me an email at podcast at blackinstudios.com. Yes, upcoming events, August 28th, we have Red Six to Golden Corral coming on the Elijah Bailey Show. Yeah. So this will be a big crossover. Yeah. Um, uh, Again, Dragon Con, which Aubrey mentioned, is Atlanta, Georgia, Georgia, September 1st. Uh, Good to Grow, a family fun and wellness expo in Edmond. Uh, Bailey Lifestyle Fitness will be there. That's, again, Bailey. It should, you know. Sound off alarms. That's my business. I uh, will be there <laughs> September 24th uh, from 10 a.m. to 2 a.m. talking about health, fit, fitness, and talking to kids and how they can be um, fit at home as it well at school. And then WizardCon Tulsa, uh, October 21st and 23rd. That's the next events for the for the show. We're going to try to make that one. I know DragonCon we won't make. Uh, funds are a little tight right now. If you guys want to help out, you know, if you have a friend that has a truck, we'll lay down in the tr- in the back of the bed with covers and you just drive us down to Georgia. Uh, but you can find anything and everything you want to know about the Elijah Bailey Show on Facebook at the official Facebook page, Elijah Bailey Show, Instagram and Twitter at Elijah Bailey Show without the W. That's S H O. And uh, as of this morning, we're over four hundred followers on Twitter. So thank you guys. Congratulations. Um, you guys have been awesome responding back to tweets. Some of the tweets I've been laughing my ass off at. Uh, retweeting stuff. Um, everything that I do with the podcast is, is hashtag Potter and Family. Thank you, Potter and Family, for your support. Thank you, Podbeam, iTunes. You can find every show um, the day that it drops on Thursday, sometime on Thursday. <laughs> you have a lot of shows that drop on Thursday. I know, I know. I'm just and letting every, all your fans know No, that. they know. They know what the the work that you put you in. You have a lot of shows. A lot of shows. We have, I have three shows that drop on Thursday. So Two goddamn me. <laughs> it takes a little bit of time, but go to Podbeam and follow. Go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review. Those reviews help keep us at the top of the charts and also make it easier for other people to find the show. Um, you can also find us on Podcast Addict, Overcast, um, Stitcher Radio, anywhere that there's a podcasting platform, you can find the Elijah Bailey Show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Mike and Aubrey, for coming in today. Yeah, Thank you for having us. us. I will have you back again, and then you guys will get to hear about my experience as an employee at Psychometrics Interactive. Uh, thank you, Richard, as always. Yes, sir. And we are gone. <laughs>